the way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute. We're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? Not too shabby. Long night, but we're here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into this rather messy, highly sensationalized court case coming to its end. Uh, Johnny Depp winning weeks-long court battle as jury rules Amber Heard defaming him. That's right. Um, a Virginia jury found both Amber Heard and Johnny Depp liable for defamation in their lawsuits against each other. However, the jury awarded significantly more damages to Johnny Depp, which signals a legal win for the actor. So this high-profile court battle has been closely reported and followed over the past six weeks. It feels longer because we were getting all sorts of detailed reports. Again, it was a very divisive topic. It seemed like the public was inclined to choose sides. Many ugly truths behind the former couple's turbulent marriage were publicly revealed along the way. That's right. It was messy, yeah. to say the least. It's just to provide a background for this court battle. Adept sued his ex-wife, Amber Heard, for defamation over a 2018 op-ed she wrote for the Washington Post. Uh, and in the piece, she described herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. And although Johnny Depp's name was not mentioned directly in the article, he claimed that it cost him his reputation and lose lucrative acting roles afterwards and heard countersued Johnny Depp for defamation over statements that his attorney made about her abuse claims. Okay, so maybe it's worth noting the verdict itself. What did the jury find? Yeah, the jury found that Amber Heard defamed Depp in three separate statements in the Washington Post piece, and that Depp defamed Heard with one statement in that his attorney made. Uh, the jury awarded Johnny Depp $10 million in compensatory damages and $5 million in punitive damages. Uh, the jury awarded Heard $2 million in compensatory damages and no money for punitive damages. Uh, lots of millions being thrown around, but compared to what they were expecting both sides actually pretty shy of what again they were expecting Depp had sought 50 million dollars in damages and Hurt sought 100 million dollars so have both sides responded to the verdict at the time the verdict was announced, Johnny Depp was not actually present in court, but he did release a statement that said, uh, quote, from the very beginning, the goal was bring this case to reveal the truth, regardless of the outcome. Speaking the truth was something that I owe to my children and to all those who have remained steadfast in their support of me. I feel at peace knowing I have finally accomplished that. Now, on the other hand, Heard said she was heartbroken in a statement released by her lawyers just minutes after the verdict was announced. She said, quote, the disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. Uh, okay, so domestic violence is an issue that touches people's lives everywhere in the world, which is why when there is such a high-profile case, it's important what happens during and after, and not just the verdict itself. Uh, this case has become a symbolic in many sense. 
That's right. Um, you know, there were YouTube creators and the TikTok uh, creators who posted trial videos on their channels in the hopes of creating a community of people who have also experienced some sort of domestic violence or abuse. Uh, people felt personally connected to this very high profile case. And there's another issue that's been expressed over and over again, largely female followers of this case. You know, Amber Heard was an ambassador for a movement. In the wake of the Me Too movement, she had become a spokesperson for the American Civil Liberties Union, which is a charity that represents victims of domestic abuse. And many are finding this very troubling. It would be difficult for us to maybe set those two things aside from each other, view it separately, because as you've said, if certain victims of domestic violence feel personal connections to this court case, Mm -hmm. how do you convince someone to view it separately as two different issues? Amber Heard has become, as you've said, the face of a movement that women have been fighting for maybe decades. So to discover that the person has not been truthful is actually damaging to women overall and the movement that she was part of. Yeah. And, you know, some people might say, oh, that's just, you know, all of this case, everything back and forth. It's all just celebrity gossip. But to just dismiss this as celebrity gossip is to misunderstand the variety of ways in which many people are relating to what they're seeing. The vast majority of social media traffic that's been following and engaging in the story is real people who want to join this global conversation about justice, about truth and conflict in relationships. The number of views of videos on TikTok with the hashtag justice for Johnny Depp has surpassed 18 billion. <sighs> That's a lot. So to provide some perspective, the number of people who watch TV news, just regular TV news every evening in America is around 18 million. So the difference is staggering. I think it's an important platform for these conversations to take place. If people can find solace, comfort, or even find certain stories relatable, it's a powerful movement. But yep. Like you said, when when this woman is becomes the poster woman for a certain movement and is found for being dishonest during a trial, for example, where does that leave the conversation? The court case might have ended, but 18 billion people, that's just one hashtag justice for Johnny Depp. I'm sure there's more for Amber, for the court case, for just domestic violence in general. The conversation still needs to continue. There isn't a sense of finality there. You know, the scale of this, all of this reaction 18 billion and its tone are also causing a lot of worry among some people. The treatment of Amber Heard is going to resonate widely across the world and not in a good way. Uh, Victims of domestic violence and abuse are watching this case and they're thinking, how will I be treated if I come forward? You know, this is a tough topic to talk about because it seems like there were so many moving parts to begin with. And is it fair for us to compare one relationship to another? Of course not. And there are always narrative fallacies that we need to question along the way. But like you said, because the conversation was so massive, where does it leave us? All right, we'll leave it there for now. Let's move on to our second buzzword of the day. BTS drawing a massive crowd at the White House press briefing ahead of meeting with Joe Biden. (laughs) It was a celebratory occasion, despite the message that they had to share, which was also a pretty, I suppose, with a deep sense of responsibility. Yeah. So uh, the White House 
press briefing, which has caused a lot of buzz everywhere, saw a massive spike in viewers when BTS uh, stopped by to deliver remarks ahead of a meeting with U.S. President Joe Biden. The seven-member group drove more than uh, 310,000 simultaneous viewers to tune into a live stream of the press briefing on the White House YouTube channel. And uh, these briefings occur regularly. And uh, as of late, the briefings have focused on issues such as inflation, and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, the briefings rarely generate anywhere near the audience size seen on Tuesday. <laughs> it's the briefing. It happens regularly, as you yeah. said. For political reporters, of course, it's a daily appointment. But <laughs> for the rest of the world, I guess it's fair that we don't tune in every single right. day. I mean, I'm not really surprised that the, the viewership spiked during BTS's speech. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the number of people watching the video also immediately shot up uh, when the briefing started. Uh, you know, they had uh, problems with some sound issues at the beginning. You know, you know, reporters were holding up their cameras and people were shouting from the back, put down your cameras. I can't see anything. You know, it was it was a bit of a chaos, but it all started. <laughs> it's an attention grabber nonetheless. And we're talking yeah. about the first thing in the morning today. As we mentioned just a few days ago, BTS visited the White House with an agenda and also to talk to uh, Joe Biden about Asian inclusion and representation and to discuss a sharp rise in anti-Asian hate crimes in recent years, especially during the pandemic. That's right. Uh, President Biden last year signed the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act in an effort to address that trend. So White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, she welcomed the group. She said, while many of you may know BTS as Grammy-nominated international icons, they also play an important role as youth ambassadors, promoting a message of respect and of positivity. So RM started the remarks, told uh, the crowd of reporters in English, hi, we're BTS, and it's a great honor to be invited to the White House today to be able to discuss the important issues of anti-Asian hate crimes, Asian inclusion, and diversity. The six other members each spoke in Korean through an interpreter. Jimin, for example, he told reporters were devastated by the recent surge of hate crimes, including uh, Asian American hate crimes, uh, to put a stop on this and support the cause. We would like to take this opportunity to voice ourselves once again. It was, I think, very dense, brief, but it got the job yeah. done. Uh, I read that much of the audience checked out just as quickly as BTS left the press room, though. Oh, that was funny. So just <laughs> minutes, within minutes of the group's departure, more than 200,000 viewers left the live stream. <laughs> I found this pretty funny because after the band left, the National Economic Council director, Brian Deese, he prompted a lot of laughter among reporters when he said, with a sigh, Okay, so I get to go home and tell my kids that BTS opened for me. So apparently that's a hoot and a hit with yep. his uh, kids at home, too. Yep. <laughs> BTS went on to, of course, and meet President Joe Biden and the finger hearts were, I thought they were out, but I guess they're back. <laughs> yep. There's a, for those of you who are listening, you know, you can go online later and check out the photo yeah. of the, the Fabulous Seven and President Joe Biden <laughs> holding up their fingers in a hard gesture and flashing their pearly white. <laughs> on to our final buzzword of the day. Now, this is what I need uh, this morning. It was a heavy news cycle just the last 24 hours. And maybe yeah. what all of us can benefit a little bit from is a little bit of Ohm by the Beach. Yes, there's a program that's coming to Hey on the Beach, and it's none other than yoga and meditation. <sighs> and this program was designed to help participants get rid of their stress 
listening to the sound of ocean waves while they meditate and do yoga. And uh, Pusan's Heunde District announced that the meditation program is going to start this Saturday. Oh. And uh, the program consists of yoga, sound meditation, stress relief meditation. It's welcomed 100 participants who were chosen on a first come, first serve basis. Mm. And the available spots were filled out completely four days after the announcement. It was very popular. I mean, beach yoga is not new, but when municipal cities say it's a priority, I think it's yep. a different message that they're sending out. And I think all of us can benefit a little bit from meditation. <laughs> Thanks, Erica. We'll speak to you again tomorrow. Have a great day. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.